Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Jerry! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Unbelievable! Oh, man. Hey, I had trouble finding a place to park. I know. Uh, we uh, went to uh, New York City, and it was wonderful. We do this uh, every uh, one, once a year, actually. You and I and our spouses go up. And we saw this show oh, right. called Six. Yes. And uh, it, it is a, an amazing Broadway show, and that's been hugely successful in London, correct? Yes. Won the Olivia, a bunch of Olivier's there? Yeah. Uh, their right. version the- of... Of the uh, Tonys, yes, the, their version of the Tony Awards as best mu- musical, etc. And they were hyping it as the British uh, version of Hamilton because it's about the six wives of Henry the Eighth. Yes, so it's got history. Yes, it's a his- British history, and uh, it was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you get a chance to. Go to well if you're in New York and a chance to get tickets to that show. It's great now. Yeah. You know, it's call Sean. It just call no, Sean. It just, it references a former show. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Sean doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Get six anyway. Yeah. yeah, call your broker and get yeah. front seats, front, seat. uh, front row seats like yeah. you get. Yeah, Maria, have you seen uh, touring Broadway shows in Cincinnati, or have you ever seen? A, a, Big time musical theater or not? I've actually not. <laughs> does that ring your it. bell or not? Does it draw you or not um, necessarily? It does. I, I actually, I love musicals. I mean, I grew up watching a lot of musicals. Yep. Um, my family, we were so very into that stuff. Okay, uh, I so, don't know why I haven't seen one live. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always like saying, I'm actually named after West Side Story. So you think I would So it came from West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I think you would, I actually, knowing you, you would love this show. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. They decided when they did six to tell the story of these six wives of Henry VIII. So it, it, and when you dig into that history, it's instant, instantly pretty interesting because mm-hmm. they have different backstories and different situations. Yeah. Some were literally executed, others not. But the producers of the show who were very young people, who had a project, almost like a college project, actually it was a college project, to come up with something unique. And this man and this woman, young man and young woman, wrote this musical, Six. And they chose to stage it with, it's all women on the stage. So it's six women and four women band members. So there's a keyboard player, a bass player, a drummer, and a guitarist, and that's it. And they are the background singers and the performers. Then six women, costume in these period costumes, are facing the audience. They did some reading on this, Jerry. The the creators of it purposely chose hand mics. And Broadway shows, everybody's got body mics on. Mm -hmm. And they hide them up in your hairline or something. Yeah. 
they're doing like Beyonce performances because oh. that's the look they wanted and that's, that's the sound so they cool. wanted. So they made it like a rock concert. It's like oh a rock gosh. concert. It, it, and it, it flows from one character to another of that's like, cool. well, here's my story. And, you know, you were the pretty one and I was a this one. And then, yeah. boom, it goes into their song. Uh, it is and the, really phenomenal. Yeah, and, and the point of it, what they tried to show in the musical is that these, which is part of a women's movement, is that they were resenting the fact that the each of the, the six the six wives are known purely because of the man they married. Mm. Yeah. In other words, they said, "Wait a second, we had a life of our own." Yeah. But they're only known. And um, I remember as an English kid, you know, you memorized. I mean, those six as a little kid, you learned that the six wives were, um, you know, in order. Uh, divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. That was the, like, uh, he divorced his first wife, uh, Catherine, of 20 years, and uh, she didn't give him a male heir, so uh, he got a divorce. And that, by the way, was the start of the British, of the uh, English, the Church of England, Mm -hmm. because Rome, the Pope, would not grant... Um, the divorce, and so he couldn't marry Anne, who he started, he wanted to marry, and he had an affair with her, and he, he couldn't get married to her because the church wouldn't permit it. So he said, the hell with the Catholic Church. And that's how England became Protestant. Yep. And that the whole history of that. But anyway, only the last one survived. So it was, uh, and two got beheaded. So, you know, it, it's not a guy you wanted to date. <laughs> and you make a good point. It is the story told by the women to the audience. It's phenomenal. That sounds I awesome. urge you, yeah. if it's the first Broadway show, because it'll get out and about, or yeah. I know you're going to uh, England with your sister, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you're going to oh, New York see, City. You could see it in England. Oh, wow, that's a great it's idea. It's probably <laughs> running. You're you going to London? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to kind of go up, b- bounce all over. Well, we ought to talk after out. the show because yeah. uh, you really, it's still running in London, right? You're, I'm sure I'm it sure. is. I'm sure, yeah. Awesome, oh, you, yeah. We're still you guys would love it because it's a very young, uh, modern show and very, very artistic. And I think it's going to win a lot of awards. But anyway, while in New York, Jerry has this tradition. <laughs> it's a ritual, if you will, of going back to his home neighborhood. And the trips that I have taken up to New York, along with my wife, to join Jerry and his wife, we've gone there many times without ever breaking the chain. We've been there is, probably why? sixty-four you, years. What's the interest that you have? In I the love the place. But- I, I have gotten really interested in a place called Q Gardens, K E W. Right, yes. it's in Queens, it's, the neighborhood yeah, of Queens. After the British Q Gardens. Okay, yeah. and it's very cool neighborhood. Very interesting. And it's I always rough. wonder. It's, it's a tough. It's tough. It's it a tough neighborhood. Yeah. Growing up there, the gangs. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It's total <laughs> bullshit. The place is like, is like suburbia. But no, it's beautiful. Oh, it was tough. So I always wonder. Whenever we go back there, I observe this. The neighborhood knows Jerry's coming because usually it's around that Valentine's Day's weekend, and they kind of, oh, here's Jerry, and he, yeah, he's hires a nice car and you pull up get out of the car and i realize <laughs> after all the these years the people in this uh co-op building what they call yeah. them right, a co-op building called the uh 
Roger Williams. The Roger Williams. They are very happy to see Jerry. And while I was there watching him interact with a doorman who's become a friend of Jerry's and the people who <laughs> are coming in and out and they all stop and they get it's pictures pathetic. with Jerry. It's actually very I need cool. to get a life. Right. And I started to think that, and I know, it's not thinking, I know we could get that building renamed the Jerry Springer. So instead of the Roger Williams, it would be called the Jerry Springer. Will you have better luck with this than getting my nose on Mount Rushmore? Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> that, that didn't work. I'm not afraid to say the things I've tried that have failed. <laughs> and I have trouble remembering them because yeah. they're a fair number. Yeah, they're a fair number. <laughs> but, but name the building the... Yeah. Uh, Jerry Springer. Yeah. And I think the way we're going to do this oh, is that I've been in up. touch with them because I've been on the board of my condo association. I put you up to it. So trying. I told to him that. that. I told him that. <laughs> I'm calling on behalf of Mr. Springer. So here's what we got to do. We got to go back up to New York. Maybe see another show while we're there. Yeah, not, no, we were there. Yeah. We're there. We may yeah. as well. But I think we need to go before the condo, the co-op board, and make our case. And... Boy, this is how my business mind works. We can work the elevator because we're the elevator oh, comics. And they have a six-floor elevator. We could kill in six right. floors, Jerry. Yeah, we a, could, as I remember, it is a very slow elevator. It is. So we'd have a lot With of, six floors, we can, as we say in the business, air our routine out. We yes. can let it breathe a yes. little bit. You know, if you do one floor, it's this like, is, and we got Maria yeah. opening for us. That's oh. going to take half a floor. So anyway, <laughs> we're all got, going. Now you got uh, me interested, yeah. So except Roger Williams, I mean, didn't he find? Yeah, we don't uh, care about him. Well, yeah, but he what he, he do? Found, well, he found uh, Rhode Island. Did he? Nobody, yeah. nobody goes to Rhode Island, was it? Yeah. So what? Yeah, you know. So yeah. what? Right. So what? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Jerry Springer. So here's here's the final thought on this. You need to organize a trip, you and your wife, my wife and I, and Maria and a significant other, and we're all going, we need to see a Broadway show, we need some dinners, Pe yeah. you know, people got to eat, and uh, I think the Ritz-Carlton's a nice hotel, and I'm sure Maria would, Ooh, yes. yeah, be fine. I agree. And uh, we can see Why the remake. the name of the Ritz-Carlton to the Jerry Springer? You think? Oh, yeah. Pretty good idea. <laughs> what did Rich Carlton ever find? I don't know. What the hell was that? Yeah. And, Maria, and, and Maria, we could, Maria could go see West Side Story, which is right now running on Broadway, by oh, the way. The remake it? of it. Oh. Right now. Just right stupid. Now. You need ideas. to find a couple. How much, how much are tickets? <laughs> how much? Are, seriously, what is a ticket? Not what you pay because you go through a broker and you get, even though it's pretty much. So, hey, let's be honest. Let's we not. saw this show on Saturday night of the first weekend six open. Yes. Jam-packed. Mm. Yes. Highly enthusiastic audience. Wouldn't yes. you agree? It was incredible. Yeah, it really was. And brokers hold back, buy tickets early, and then they've got them, and then they can resell them. Isn't that right. how it works? Yeah. For and then more? they put Do the they price in. Oh, oh, yeah. Because now somebody who has the dough wants to get in. Oh. It's sold out, and it's whatever the market will bear. But what's a Broadway ticket typically cost? Just normal person, hundred bucks a ticket? No, 150? I think it's three, four hundred dollars. It's a per yeah, seat. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah, it's that's a why lot. I have never seen one. <laughs> well, if you see it come through Cincinnati, for example, oh, yeah, it's going to yeah. be much, no, much, more, much oh, less, much less. Yeah, it's still uh, seventy-five it's bucks. I bet expensive. though. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah.
A lot of money for songwriters and teachers. Come yeah. on. Don't have $75. Now, yeah. now maybe you'll appreciate the trip. I love that trip. <laughs> yeah. I love that trip. Hey, uh, serious question. Um, we're in the midst as we record this. We're in, you know, early March, uh, but of 2020. We're in our fifth year, by the way. So, you know, people who come into this podcast can go back and listen to years before now. So this year, uh, 2020, early March, we're in the midst of the Democratic primary. Who's going to face off with President Donald Trump? We had a large field at the beginning, including people of color, women, and we're now down as we speak tonight on March 10th with uh, significant primaries going on, Michigan uh, chief among them. And there are no women left. It's Bernie, Senator Bernie Sanders, former Vice President Joe Biden. Will America ever (laughs) accept a woman as president? Will they vote for a woman? What's your take on that? Well, uh, it's an easy answer. Uh, The answer is yes, because they already did vote for a woman president. Uh, I mean, the American people voted for Hillary by three million votes, which was more than... Uh, Bush beat Kerry in 2004. In other words, it wasn't a nail-biter. Hillary won substantially, uh, by a substantial margin, and uh, but for the Comey letter a week before the election, where, by the way, the polls turned out to be accurate nationally, Um, the polls had her ahead 4.5%, and then Two days before the election, this was after the Comey letter had been out for a week, she was down to a one and a half. So the Comey letter had a clear effect. So even though she won by three million, she could have won by five or six million. Um, So America had that decision. And remember, when America voted for Hillary, the Electoral College didn't, but the American people did, when they voted for Hillary... She wasn't even that popular, right? I mean, you know, there were a lot of people that just really didn't like her at all. And she still won by three million votes. So that answers the question, yes, America would vote for a woman president. It has. And America votes for women governors, women senators, women mayors, congresswomen, a lot of uh, uh, female congresswomen. And so that that question is, I believe, totally outdated. Now, is there sexism in our country? Yes. There, there clearly is. But that is not the reason we are down to Biden and Uh, Sanders. It wasn't sexism that resulted in these two men being the candidate, ultimately the last two standing. And the reason for that is we started out with 25, 26 people running for president. So 20 of them were men. So 18 men didn't make it either. The two men that are left, these old white men, 
where the two front runners going in. They were overwhelmingly the, be the best known candidates. Biden has been in politics forever and was vice president of the United States. Who didn't know Biden? And Sanders was the candidate, was a major candidate last time. So when you had the, the liberal lane and the moderate lane, as everyone talks about, these two were the leaders going in. Now, Biden had a bump downward, you know, when he messed up in Iowa and New Hampshire and got off to a weak start. But nevertheless, they wound up being the overwhelming frontrunners. And you had six, I think six, or at least five of them were totally qualified, excellent, bright women. But they didn't start out having the recognition that Biden and Sanders had. And if you don't have that recognition, you have to have some access to money, to money to get yourself known. Not that that's going to make you win, but at least you can get known. And when you have these six women all going after the same pool of contributors, when most of the contributors, at least on the left, were already going with Sanders... What are you left with? They split up the money. So there was no way they were going to be able to compete. So I would just say, when Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the race that morning, a reporter asked her the question, you know, is there, you know, was your decision to leave and the fact that you didn't do better than third place, even in your own state, but in any other state, was that a result of sexism? She gave an answer which really was very good. She says there is no good answer to that because if I say yes, there was sexism in terms of how people decided to vote, that sounds like I'm whining. And if I say, no, there is no sexism in American politics or in our society, then there are millions of women that are going to wonder to themselves tonight, what planet is she from? That she doesn't realize, of course, there's sexism. So the answer is, yes, there is. But it doesn't mean America won't vote for a woman president. Just like if the question is, is there racism in America? Of course there is. But that doesn't mean that America won't vote for an African-American president or an African-American governor, mayor, senator. We have to separate those questions. So young girls growing up in America, the lesson can't be and, and this is what is wrong by if we keep saying a woman can't be elected president. One, it's not true. But two, it could become a self-fulfilling prophecy in the future. Because here's what happened. Because everyone wanted to beat Trump, a lot of people voted 
not who they loved, but who they thought could win in November. And by the way, I did too. I mean, that was my primary consideration when I cast my vote. Who can beat Trump? So when the people, if you go around and say a woman can't be elected president, then there are going to be a whole bunch of people who maybe wanted to vote for a woman, but will think, I better not vote for the woman I really like, because other people, my neighbors, the other people won't vote for a woman because a woman can't be elected, and so they don't. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we have to stop saying that. One, it's untrue, and two, it will affect the next time a woman runs for office, if you go around and say a woman can't win, voters will believe that a woman can't win. And so even those who want to vote for the woman won't because they believe she can't win. That has to change. We just have to see the truth. And the truth is that with all the sexism we still have in America, a woman can be elected president of the United States. All right, we're going to move on to our music portion of the podcast. Uh, we're welcoming back tonight um, a fabulous blues player. He's going to be playing the piano tonight. He was a 2019 Blues Artist of the Year and inducted into the Boogie Woogie Hall of Fame. Everyone, Ricky Nye! Thank you so much. Uh, this is one of my blues here. This is called Low and Slow. Ain't gonna fly too high. Don't wanna fall too low. Shoot straight up to the ceiling. to fall down to the floor So until it's time to go and easy 
So, folks, if you want to hear more from Ricky, www.rickynye.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-N-Y-E.com. Ricky, I know this podcast is going to be coming out in a couple weeks, but um, will you let us know what you have coming up for 2020 and what you have in the books that we can uh, kind of look forward to oh, from you? I can, I, I can tell you what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, one week from tomorrow, I'm going to California for a five-day tour around the Bay Area. I've uh, got some going on in St. Louis in June, uh, teaching at a music camp for adults in uh, Washington State uh, at the end of July, and uh, just all kinds of good stuff. And I'm resurrecting my Blues and Boogie Piano Summit annual series, which I uh, put off to the side back in 2017. And I'm going to do a final show October 23rd and 24th at the Southgate House Revival. Awesome. Wow. Looking which is here in Northern Kentucky. Yeah. I also, so you all um, have clearly heard his, this man's talent, but I also want to mention just how, because um, we've been running in the kind of around the same music scene in Cincinnati, and I just want to mention, just say something to your character. Ricky is one of the nicest, most humble people I've ever met, so uh, Good. I know you, we <laughs> really, just incredible. So thank you for, for coming on the podcast again, and... And uh, do us a huge favor. And My pleasure. Take us out on oh, yeah. Down by the Riverside. <laughs> Maybe let Jerry take a verse. It's the first time I've ever done this tune. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm
right now, you hear?